very good afternoon. It is Niall Boyle with you for the next 30 or 40 minutes or so. And we want to take your calls. Don't forget, you can get involved in the show. You can come on the air. You can talk to us on Ireland's only fully interactive podcast. All you got to do is WhatsApp or text 085 100 There's the number on the screen. 085 100 085-100-2255 Got a moment there It's a senior moment All you got to do is WhatsApp that number If you just WhatsApp I want to come on Or WhatsApp your point And they will call you back And we will get you on the air As quick as possible To make your point Today we're going to be talking About social welfare You may remember last week of course We had Dave on the phone who was moaning and whining that he had to work for cash while he was on social welfare because you couldn't live in social welfare. It got me thinking in relation to social welfare. It's not an awful lot of money, 220 euro, but the principle behind and the purpose of social welfare or what they call job seekers allowance, which we're focusing very much on today, is it's a transient uh, payment. In other words, you're not meant to live on it. It was never designed for people to live for the rest of their lives on. And there are people who celebrate 20 and 30 years in social welfare. It's designed as a payment to get you through a difficult time in between jobs because we have a social duty to work. That is, unfortunately, the way it has to be. If you want any kind of lifestyle or you want to afford the things that you like or the little luxuries in life, you have to work. Those things are not meant to be paid for out of social welfare. Social welfare is a payment to get you by, just to get you by. Now, that is getting more difficult because there is no doubt it is a much more expensive place to live in now, particularly Ireland. It is very expensive. So should we increase social welfare? There are arguments for and against it. Of course, the argument against it is we are now at the lowest unemployment rate we've possibly had in history. We had the highest unemployment rate back in 2010 after the crash, but now we're down to 3.8%. That's right. Now, you say to yourself, oh, no, that's still 3.8%. 3.8% is practically zero unemployment because that 3.8% are people who don't want to work because realistically, there's a job for everybody. But in saying that, those jobs might not be great and they don't pay a huge amount of money. A lot of those jobs would be minimum wage, which is still better than social welfare. But the argument is people are in a trap. If I don't stay on my social welfare, I won't get my HAP. I won't get my benefits. I won't get the back-to-school allowance. I won't get the medical card. If I take a job that will only pay me an extra 200 quid a week, I'll lose all that. So I'm going to stay on social welfare. And that's the trap people get into. But if you increase social welfare, as Social Justice Ireland are asking for, and the Green Party, by the way, have suggested as well in the budget in October, you encourage people to stay in that trap sometimes. So should we increase it? There is an argument for it, that you cannot live on €220 a week. But let's be clear, most people are not living on €220 a week. That's a bit of a myth. Because if you're unemployed and you get your €220 a week, you also get possibly a fuel allowance. You also get a back-to-school allowance if you've got kids. You'll also get your children's allowance. You'll also get maybe the HAP scheme or some sort of rental subsidy scheme. Whereas other people who are not unemployed don't get all those. And all those things are worth money. So the average family, for example, who are unemployed, who have three kids are probably getting the equivalent of about 40000 before tax from the Department of Social Protection. So if you work it out like that, it's like having a job. So I'm asking you, should we actually increase social welfare payments? Yes, you believe it's a good idea because people can't live on it, or no, you think it'll just encourage more people just to stay unemployed and do nothing. Let me know what you think. It's a decent argument and a decent debate. The number, as usual, 85 100 That's 85 122.55. Let me go to Sarah. Sarah, hi, how are you? How's it going? I'm just listening today. It's on about that. Yeah, it's, div- it's a difficult no. one to choose. And I'm kind of a bit on the fence, to be honest with you. 
Well, it's really hard to judge. Like, like I'm, not, I'm not going back to this thing about people being means-tested and the quality of life and just people walking and not getting enough money and not being able to afford food and pay their bills and stuff like that. But there's no great incentive like, in the government like giving people extra money for the legit people that are out there. Because after a day, well, not after a day, but after a week or two, they're getting letters saying either the bins are going up or else the rent is going up. Mm. You know, so they're not really actually getting a bonus or no. a raise or whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I do know. I, I mean, look, you're, any increase in social welfare, I know they're calling for a 25 euro increase, Social Justice Ireland in October in the budget, but that'll be swallowed up very quickly by the cost of living. I understand that. But but the purpose of social welfare was never to give you a reasonable lifestyle. It was to keep you going until you got a job. Now, we're not talking about disability payments or invalidity payments or pension payments. I have no, I have no issue with those going up because they're people who can't work or don't work because they're too old. So that's a different kettle of fish. Yeah. We're talking about able-bodied people who, at this point, are choosing not to work. Well, that's because like they're getting the job seekers and whatever little they're getting out of that, they're, they're going and getting jobs and... You know, they're not reporting that they're working or they're going up to management and they're saying, listen, will you just fill that in for so many hours for me? Mm. So I can claim that as well as that. Yeah. And you'll get a lot of companies doing that for the people. Yeah, I know. And that's the only way you can have a decent income. Is by, and a, by a, adding a another 20 both. euro. Yeah. Yeah, but if you add another, like, say if you did add another 20 or 25 euro onto that, then, like, if they're going to apply for maybe a medical card or whatever other benefits they can get under that scheme, they're not going to be eligible for it. Mm. You know, so like, what they're trying to do, do you really need to assess it properly? You know? It's, it's, um, it's, it's almost impossible to assess everybody. And we've spoken about this before. You would never have the staff to means test and assess everybody in the way that would be fair because it just wouldn't be a workable system. It, as I said millions of times, it relies on your honesty. Yeah, but listen, Niall, they're able to put the money into people going around knocking at doors to see if you've got a TV license. You should be able to do that as well with social welfare. Mm. You know what I mean? And of course, anybody can go down and play the crying game. Yeah, you, you, you can go down and lie, you know. And, I mean, I, I know of people in the social welfare will ask them for a bank statement and they just get a mate to Photoshop the statement and take the money off it that they have and... You know what I mean? They, they fraudulently produce Yeah, but now you're allowed a certain amount of money. Like, oh, you are, yeah. The gas thing is, in the yeah. country, like, you're still allowed to still have a bank account and you're still allowed to have savings. Like, mm. social welfare won't interfere with that, but yeah, they'll still continue paying you. But yeah, why don't you go out and get a job? Well, well stay there you know a second. I mean? well, ha- well, hang on. Let me, I want to go to Morris in a second, but I want to go to Sandra first if I can. Sandra, hi, how are you? I am good, Niall, thank you. Good. Sandra, should we increase the, or continually increase, uh, you know, substantially the social welfare payment for, you know, job seekers? Okay, we're, we're in a different Ireland now today. So if you're talking about today, which I presume you are. We are. Yeah. Uh, I'm a social welfare recipient. I'm long term. You know, as a single mom, I'm long term. So I'm ticking lots of boxes there, as you can appreciate. Okay, yeah. so I would have been dependent and I still am. However, no, it's not enough. It's like the pension, like everything else. Look at these price increases are here to stay. 
We've yeah. got to accept that. Yeah, that so I've everything down. else needs. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's just it's. I, I know. I, I'm only I, reading. I'm only reading the news this morning that if you're if you're using home heating oil, by the way, it's just gone up again, another fifty uh, for a thousand liter in the last week. So it's now a thousand euro for a thousand liters, which is crazy. You know, it, 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 they're here to stay. It's it's not so much. Uh, well, yeah, it is crazy because we know the profits, blah blah blah. However, talk about Ireland today. Very wealthy. You know, you you heard about the the tax returns and the whole lot, which is wonderful. Yeah. It is wonderful. Yeah, we've six billion. Um, however, six billion. We've a surplus now of sixty-five billion. Yeah, <laughs> it's not in your pocket. It's not in your pocket. That's yeah. for sure, Sandra. And there's only what two point one million people working in Ireland. Like, do the sums. It's just Mo- well, most of, most of the taxes we get don't come from the people. Um, the people pay actually the the minority of the tax in this country. The majority of the tax in this country comes from large corporate companies. Yeah, we're, we're getting in and around 65 to 67 billion, but that's that's not the topic. The topic is the social welfare. Yeah. As a social welfare recipient, I would agree with an increase. However, I've got just a letter there uh, from Network Personnel. Now, yeah, I see it. I have it. Have... I have it in front of me. You sent it in to us. Here, <laughs> yeah. We shouldn't have um, anybody uh, on, on the unemployment. We need to do social welfare a little different. There are people who will never work. And they're factored in. And that's okay. They need supports. They need focused Is that um, okay? Is, is, is it okay it to is, have somebody who doesn't... Important. Well, now, to have somebody, when you say who'll never work, somebody who's able-bodied, yeah. who doesn't have yeah, you know, a mental health difficulty or whatever it is, who just for whatever reason feels, I'm better off on the dole. I'm not working. I'm not doing a 40-hour week. Now, who do you know? In all, you know, honesty. Now, being honest. Well, there are people who play the system. Sandra, there are... wants to stay in bed for I, their few I know, I know of people like that. <laughs> but you what I'm saying... There are people out there, just, just employers out there that take people that are on disability. Like, they support that, like, they employ people. Mm. Like, you know, like, and it's saddened to me to think when you hear somebody saying that, like, you can't get out more because of X, Y, and Z. Like, that saddens me because there is good jobs out there for people like that. But I know I remember talking to Jay. I remember talking to Jay, the trucker, he was on the air here, and he worked it out that he has three kids, a wife, which is dependent, and he's a trucker. And he worked it out. If I gave up my job tomorrow, went on the dole, um, got the HAP scheme for the house and all that kind of stuff and all the benefits he'd be entitled to, he'd be financially better off. See, and Sandra, yeah, Sandra, if, if you're financially better off on the dole, that becomes a trap for people then not to go off the dole. Do you understand yeah, what I'm saying? Yes. That's misguided though. You know, you're saying that on paper, okay, because he's paying his taxes and insurance and his, his life is a far better quality than those living on the dole. And that's a fact. However, because you can't get loans, you can't get, nobody will talk to you about mortgages. Nobody will talk to you about, you know, the the, the insulation and all of that there when you're, you're just like, because I don't get the, the fuel allowance, no one is going to talk to me. Do you understand? And how long are you unemployed, uh, so Sandra? You're Sandra. Not, your quality of life is not... I mean, I don't want to be on it. How, how, long you, how long are you unemployed? Oh, gosh. How long... You see, right, I would have been on the CE schemes and I would have been on jobs... You know that job thing? Yeah, yeah. Um, that, so, overall, about 15, nearly 20 years. 20 years? Yeah. Well, what did you not yeah. do after when you were on? Like, c- can I just ask you, like, and this is coming from 
my point of view. Back, say, back 20-odd years ago, right? I didn't open both claim the dolls, to be quite honest. I screwed society. And then I got put onto a CE scheme. And then within the CE scheme, I went on and I got a job. And I haven't stopped working the last 30 years. That's wonderful. Like That wasn't my experience. I'm up in Cavan, and unfortunately, the jobs, one, are not as plentiful. I went back to college. I did all of that. I've, you know, it's a full uh, level six award. Okay, doesn't mean quickly does. The jobs are not there. If you have to travel um, and you can't, because there's no bus service. I live in Mullet. There's no bus service here. Worth a damn. Um, well, I'm living very, in Cavan. I'm living in Baileyborough. Yeah, Baileyborough. You see, you're living in a town. You've got you, you've got more access. We don't, and that's where this is all coming from. Um, and I'm I have to travel along. I, I, I just, I know, Sandra, you know as well as I do, Sandra, you know as well as I do, there are people listening and they're going to be wondering, how is Sandra unemployed for 15 to 20 years? When we've gone through phases in this country of z- practically zero unemployment bef- before the crash in 2010, and now again, you, now when I say zero unemployment, a lot of the jobs that are available are crap jobs with low pay, but they're still jobs. It might not pay you more, much not more. They're not avail- available up here. That's, At that's all. a fact. At all. Now, I have sent, I'd be sending out maybe 20 CVs, certainly over two weeks, because you have to do that to... to and have you been doing that for 15 or 20 years? Yes. 20 CVs every two weeks. Sorry, Sandra, can I... Okay, sorry. Sandra, can I ask what type of work you're looking for? Absolutely everything. I had my own business. I had two pubs. I had a pub in Johnstown and Kilkenny, and I had a pub over in Roscommon. I mean, I think okay, what wrong. you had and what you have now, but I'm asking, what would you be interested in working as now that you're living in Cavan? Okay, my, my experience is, is way across the board. My, my uh, certs it... are all business and office administration. But my actual, okay, so... I mean, I, my actual experience is behind the bar and the gentleman and food. I've and is there, is there no jobs in, you know, small cafes, restaurants, pubs, in and around, you know, Cavan, Baileyborough, whatever, wherever, I don't know where exactly you live. If you have a car, if you have a car, you're flying. And would you not get a car? But no. Get yourself a small. No, I'm not too bad. Where was... <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't be able to afford one. But other people can. Listen, I, I thought the same as well. I thought the same that I wasn't going to be able to afford one. And I ended up, I bought, actually went out and got a car before I could learn how to drive coming to Baileyborough. Right. And I'm 51 now, and I've done that like when I was 44. What I'm saying is, oh, you I can do it if you really wanted to do it. I, and Sandra, I don't want to be mean to you, because that's not my intention at all, and, and please don't think I am. But it, it, sometimes it's hard when you're saying that, you know, you're unemployed for 15 years, and, oh, I live too far away, or I don't have a car... It almost sometimes comes across as like you're, and I'm not saying you're doing this intentionally, but giving yourself excuses for not getting a job. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay, you, you, you're under the impression that I never worked. What I'm trying to say to you is, as a single parent, I'm limited. So I could get part-time work. So I was working part-time over this mm. uh, period of time. Do you understand? Yeah. But I never got a gainful job. You know, something that you can call a career. A career. Yeah. Yeah, career. Absolutely. Okay. So, well, okay. But just very quickly, because I want to go to Morris and Angela waiting as well, but I want to keep you there too. But in, in relation to social welfare payments, so what would a 25 euro increase, or do you believe it should be more? It's not so much more. 
I, I, I just the way things are at the minute, if it could be, the social welfare needs to be revamped. This network personnel thing, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm hoping somebody will put the guide um, rails in for me and get me the position for a job that I'll have an actual, I, I won't say career now at this stage, like I'm nearly 60, but I, I can still work. You know, I'm well able and have a very good can-do attitude. I have a full clean license. I just can't afford a car. But I mean, if I had a job... But when you I say a can-do attitude, it's, it's hard to... Yeah. You, you kind of fall into a trap if you've been unemployed for 15 or 20 years. You know what I mean? No, we, um, again, I'm saying to you, I'm unemployed, but I'm only part-time. Do you understand? I, I would have worked the 20 and, and the 25 hours all the way through. Right. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, 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 hang on. Stay there for a second, Sandra. Uh, well, hang on. Let me just go to Morris as well. Morris, hi. How are you? How are you doing, Noel? Yeah, um, I'm a dinosaur. I've, I've held a job for the last 41 years. Mm. I've had an awful lot of tax in those 41 years, so I'm glad my money has gone to help people that are not as fortunate as me. Um, do I think there should be an increase? Yeah, I'm sick of looking at people struggling and living in squalor and having to steal food. We recently, you remember on one of your programs, we recently had an actor who was our walk who right. was caught stealing food to feed his kids. So he was what stealing sort of bread. Yeah. country? Yeah, just to give children food in their bellies. You know, it's a basic human right to have a bit of food in your belly morning, dinner and tea time. And we can't even do that. The money, the country is awash with money. But it's I, not going to the right Yeah, but, but, here, but here you go. The country is awash with money at the moment. We're doing very well financially, yeah. right? Um, and you're yeah. right. There are people out there who are, you know, one step away from the poverty line. But, but, in, but in, yeah, absolutely. But you have to be fair. There has to be a fair system for everybody. So you yeah. ha and you have to make it viable for people to work. And you can't you can't make it too attractive not to work because if you do, more people no. will do it, and and then you don't have a balance in in society in the in economics. So you have to be careful how you balance that act. And if you start paying too much, now I understand it's a different and unique situation at the moment, the cost of living, and I get what Sandra's saying. But in saying that, if yeah. you start paying people too much to do nothing um, or not to work, well, then more people will do it and, and feel that that's a better option than taking a, you know, a job on minimum wage. Yeah, I understand that. And like you said there is people out there that will take advantage of the system. And There are uh, people. Yeah, there's a lot of people taking take advantage of it. Yeah, yeah, right. And then what happens is they get a nixer on the side and then they get used to the cash and they get used yeah. to the benefits. Yeah. You know, but As Dave did the other day when he was lose, talking to us, yeah. Yeah, they lose the incentive to get up every morning and go and do something with their life. Laura, they're sitting down on their arse, scratching it and letting life pass them by. If you if you find it easy enough to pull the covers over your head in the bed in the morning, I sure I'll get a job another day. It's a it's a trap to fall into, and it's very hard to get out of. But I think that the politicians coming out now saying, "Oh, we need to who's who's screaming about we need to improve the unemployment benefit." Well, there must be the Green now the Green Party. They're yeah. probably looking for votes. I'm getting yeah. I'm getting the brochures in me door and oil from all the parties in the area where I live, Dublin 15 and Blanchestown. They're all saying, how are you? Can I do one for you? This is yeah, they didn't give a shit about you for the last four years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And do you know who I met last night, Noel? I met a woman who's the widow of an army guy, right? And she has a son with special needs. Do you know what the government done to her? You can, uh, you can have half your widow's pension and you can have half your carer's pension. Okay. Now that woman, has got, and that woman has gone out and got a job. No, And I understand there are people who fall between the cracks. You know, and yeah. Sandra sounds like a genuine person. I think she's yeah. in a bit of a trap at the moment. 
Um, I'm sorry to sound to be talking about you, the third party. You're quite welcome to speak up for yourself. But I, th- I think she's in a trap. Um, yeah. And it's a trap of unemployment because of the, her location, because of her circumstances, because she has kids. She's got to look at, you know, I'm, I'm assuming there's childcare involved, et cetera, et cetera. By the way, Sandra, is there, how old are your children? Can I ask? Is that okay to ask? Well, they're thankfully all grown up now and they've gone through college. One of them is... Oh, well, no, then they're not kids. Well, you don't have to worry about... Well. Yeah, but then you don't have no, to worry about childcare yeah. costs. Not now. No, thankfully. No, so it's just you. That's not what I... That's not my point. Yeah, no. My point is, we're in a race to the bottom here with that sort of, of analogy. The way you're looking at it is the old way. We, there's no point looking at it that way. There are people, I appreciate there are people who play the game, okay? There are those of us who are dependent. Now, in the meantime, I, I'm well able to work. If something like this network personnel thing actually helps me, why aren't the social welfare providing that sort of aid and assistance. There's no excuse for us not to be working. The, the employers, are out there, and I bet you they're screaming at the radio saying, I know I am. You know, I know I, employers I, who put ads, you know, up all the time online and nobody replies. They don't even get interviews. You know, so, so well, here, well, here's Sandra. Let me just say something to you. Can I, again, and I, you know, if there's any personal questions, you don't have to answer it. Do you own your own home or are you renting? Oh, I own my own home. Right, okay. Is there a possibility with your kids all grown up that you're in an area where you can't get unemployment because you seem isolated, right? Is moving a possibility to somewhere where you're closer to where you can actually get a job? Is that a possibility? No, no, at the minute. Unfortunately, because there's, there's legal constraints over the house, we're just going through a breakup. But yeah. after that, yeah, yeah, absolutely, I am packing my bags. Okay, well, that's, well, that's, well, that's, I that's think that's the only option for you. Sorry, yeah, Morris, wait till I say the sound there. Go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to jump in there and say, like, you know, I know the way the other lady was living in Bailey, but there, she said she went and got a car and then got a license. Yeah, that like, was When I had Sarah. a job when I was a lot younger, before I got my 41-year job, I went out on a push bike and I put my CVs around the place. I bought a bike. Yeah. I spent 30 or 40 quid on a bike and I cycled everywhere. I did I the same. When I was up early. <laughs> and I cycled, and I'm back on the bike now again. I've just turned 62. And every day I go home, I go out cycling for an hour on my bike. It's a great thing. Oh, if you had to see me when I was 18 and I was doing gigs in a, in a nightclub and function rooms, I used to carry me records on a moped. Hang on, let me, let me go to Angela to come to Stephen as well. Angela, hi, how are you? Hi, well, as you know, I had to give up working and for unforeseen circumstances as my youngest child has um, 24-hour... Um, Care, that's right, um, we were talking to you, Angela, about that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I forced, my husband forced just a few euros above the means test system, so I'm not entitled to any social welfare. We, ju- we, we get the domiciliary care, we get child maintenance. No, that's not much. What's, what's domiciliary care? It's, what's it, 320 a month or something, or...? Yeah, it's... It was 309, it's just gone up to something like 319 or something. That's yeah. right, yeah. And then you and get 1,600 quid during the summer or something. Yeah, and then there's the home care um, kind of like, you know, the telephone, TV license and uh, €22.50 towards your ESB bill or something, which this is where I am struggling right now is with the cost of living have gone up. My child's bedroom that we have had to, we've had to make it a complete accessible bedroom, but it's actually home hospital. And um, so everything that you would see in Laurel Lynn Children's Hospital bedrooms or on the Cumberland Children's Ward for long-term patients is a ref- my my child's bedroom is a replica. Well, you know, Angela, I again, if I was doing a whole topic about your situation, I would be I happily 
getting as many politicians on as possible to suggest that you should be yeah. getting a carer's allowance, you should be getting all that paid yeah. for you. Because as I said to you the last time you were on talking no. to us, you're saving the state money because your child is not yeah. residential and care. You know, there's more than me. No, oh, no, no, I know, I know. But but on the uh, in relation to job seekers allowance, which is, you know, for the 3.8% yeah. of people unemployed, do you believe there should be an increase? No, I do not. Hmm. No, I do not. And I have family members that have gone on job seekers allowance for a long time, and I've been brutal honest with them. Job seekers allowance should be a short term solution. I was working since I was 14 years old. Right now, I have a 16 year old child cycling six miles a day to and from Supermax to work. Sandra, on the other line, there has been unemployed for the last 15 to 20 years. Yeah, I heard. Yeah. She said she can't get a job in her area. My first six years to work, I cycled, and then when I got in work, when I was in work and I got to know who was who, I um, got a lift and I paid somebody petrol money until I could afford my own car. Mm. See, there, Sandra, go, uh, sorry, Sandra, just don't come back to They're all options. Cycling, moped, getting a lift off somebody else who might be working in the now place. Now you can get an electric bike. Yeah, whatever. You know, all those kind of things. You know, they're cheap enough to do. You don't have to get a car, maybe, if you've to travel to a right. job. To, to go where, though? There's the, 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 the crux of the matter. I don't know exactly. Well, I, I, I don't want to know, and I don't know exactly where you live. Any job. Yeah, but I'm sure no. you don't live any more than 20 minutes from a town. Do you? Okay. Yeah, I do. That's what I'm saying to you. I'm in Muller, so I have Bailiborough, um, Virginia, Kells. Kells, yeah, Kells is a decent-sized place, yeah. yeah. And you're telling me Nothing, I, there's no I jobs in any of those places? No. I have sent out, and I mean, I have daily experience. I have pub experience. I have cleaning experience, because you have to clean the pub. I have um, all of that, and I have all my training. Now, don't forget, everything I've done, I've done my full... I just find it, Sandra, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to call you a liar. I just find it difficult nobody. to believe there's no jobs in any of those towns. Well, I will send you on Nile. No, no, you, no, you don't have to. You don't have to prove your point. Applications. No, because you, you threw, well, it, because when you apply for job seekers, you must go on to jobs.ie. You must. Mm. And uh, yes, you have to send out all your applications. You have to, you know, uptake your, your okay. CV and all that stuff. But um, Angela's saying, and Angela's saying that job seekers is only, again, it's only meant for a temporary per period of time, so she yeah. doesn't believe it should be increased. Sorry, sorry, the Angela. Whole, the whole um, social welfare system should be re-looked at again, because like I say, it should be a temporary solution. Um, it should be exactly. a solution to get people up off on their feet. And in, um, there obviously are going to be certain circumstances where people have got a long-term illness or a life-limiting condition. Well, that's that a different situation, yes. Certain disability. Yeah. But, you know, they often have worked for a, pre a, a very large previous number of years and paid into the system. And what I have found most disappointing is I worked for over 20 years. I used to work not just my 39-hour week, 70-hour week. I paid it, my tax, my PRSI, my AVCs, my extra everything. I paid in. I never would want to pay in taxes because if you don't want potholes, you pay taxes, you know? And by the way, they are, can I just, sorry, can I just say to both of you, sorry for interrupting, Angela, but they are changing the social welfare system in the next few years. The Minister for uh, Social Protection has said that in the next two or three years, when you lose your job, you will get a percentage of your wages that you ha currently had up to 450 euro a week 
um, yeah. uh, for a short period of time. Okay, it's called job fair. They do it in many other countries. But what will happen is if you're unemployed for, say, more than three months, it'll go down. Unemployed more than six months, it'll go down substantially. And they find that when it goes down to the bottom level, that people suddenly people get a job. Work. Yeah, and then yeah. May I interject there, please? Sorry, sorry, Sandra. Just, uh, uh, may I interject there? Yeah. Just as a person, I would be very, uh, I'm well into current affairs. However, I just feel at this point in time, when we're so like on top of the game, why are the employers not able to work with the social welfare and for them to put in the jobs there and let the social welfare or some other uh, quango uh, fill the, the, from the live register, fill the positions? But will you, will you, will you, and I agree with you, it's similar to the manpower and ANCO used to do years ago. Yeah, yeah. I, I solace to it nowadays, or solace or whatever they're called, or in, in trio. But, but in saying that, you know, there, there is a level of personal responsibility too, Sandra. They, the government can't do everything for you. They can't hold you by the hand. So that there is a level of personal responsibility that has to be taken. Yeah, but we're talking about long term. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I know we're talking about long term here. Said, yeah. I was only on, 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 you know, job seekers full for about, I'd say, a year over the 20 years. I've never been fully on it, but I'm long term unemployed on statistics. Do you understand? Because I've never had a full time Job, job since I had yeah, started. 20 years, yeah. Okay, well, well sorry, we'll stay there because I want to go to Stephen as well. Sorry, Stephen, hi. And a half. I okay. paid all my taxes. I paid them. I, I, well, I well you did when you were working, yeah. 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 Okay, well, but sorry. I'm looking at a system that's broken and it is encouraging people to do this and then we're pitting each other against you and that's not right either, now. Okay, that's stay, well, well, hang on, just stay there because I want to go to Stephen as well. Stephen, hi, how are you? Good afternoon, everyone. Hi, Stephen. Now, Stephen, can I first say, by the way, if it's okay for me to say it, um, I, I'm, I heard that you, you're... Okay, thank you. Sorry, sorry, Stephen, is that you? Sorry, are you there, Stephen? Yeah, I'm here. I'm yeah. Here. I heard currently now, unfortunately, you're in a situation where you're looking for a job. Uh, yes, yeah, so, uh, well, I'm, I'm still employed currently, but uh, we've been given notice. Okay, you've all been, and this is everybody in your job, is it? Uh, yeah, a particular section of our... Okay, I'm sorry yeah. to hear that, by the way, and I hope things look up for you, and I hope you, you get something soon. I know you're not the type that sure. will be sitting around idly by waiting for it to come to you. So I, I wish you well and hope you get something. But I suppose that's relevant then to what we're talking about today, social wel social welfare. So the social welfare is there to catch you, uh, you know, when you fall through that net and to support you for a short period of time until you get something else. That's the purpose of social welfare, our job seekers' payments. Um, it should be better. And but, now, but it, can I just add that with the social welfare parents payments and the recent cost of living expenses, that social welfare, they did say that they were going to help the vulnerable families, you know, afford extra ESB. And, and of course, we got those once or twice off payments that everybody else got. But we, again, those extra payments that they were giving out to help the vulnerable, again, were means tested. And so You didn't get them. No, and so for my child to run my, I was ringing the ESB and I was saying, look, you're sending me bills of eight and 900 euro now. And they said, turn your devices off at night. I said, we've a heart monitor, we've SATS monitors, we've suction machines. I know, we had a child with special, we had a child with 24 hour care, you can't turn off everything at night. Okay, well, well, hang, well hang on, sorry, both, I can, I can only hear one person at a time. Angela, I completely appreciate it. Angela, I, I want to do a whole piece, and I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do for you, right, separately, because I want to come to Steve, back to Stephen. I'm going to ensure you that over the next few weeks, I will get somebody on, a politician, to deal directly with your case and people in your situation.
All right, I promise you I will. Because my heart and goes out. And a few other mothers, like... Uh, absolutely, in absolutely. Because the... yeah. I, I remember I had a similar situation on the radio going back about four years ago with a woman similar to yourself. Sadly, her son had passed on then, unfortunately, when we got around to actually getting it done, which was really sad. But she was in a very similar situation to you. Sorry, Stephen, just getting back to the job seekers' Thank payments. You. Stephen, do you do you believe that payment should be increased? Uh, well, like... Uh, it, not just increased for the sake of it, but I, I do think all of these lower end of the economy payments should be matched with inflation. Uh, I know I said this to you the other day about the minimum wage as well, but if the, if the lowest people in society are protected by a guaranteed match of inflation, anyone that's earning excess, fair, fair play to you, but the, but the very... Like, like financially vulnerable people in society must be protected automatically. See, Have people they? people go on and they say, well, how can I live on 220 quid? And let's be clear, most people are not living on 220 quid because you couldn't live on 220 quid. So with the 220, you also get a medical card, possibly. You also get a fuel allowance, possibly. You also get, you know, a HAP scheme or a rental allowance or whatever it is or some sort of assistance in rent. So all of that added together adds up to a lot more than 220. So those other things do cost the taxpayer money too. So it's not just 220 for most so right, well, Niall, just what, as a person of I don't get the rent allowance or anything. Well, no, that's because you own your own home, but you own you know, your own home, you, Sandra. Why, you, you know wouldn't? the 200 euro um, that, that people were getting? I didn't get that because I was working part-time. Yeah. People who are on the part-time... Well, of course you wouldn't uh, if you were working. Yeah, if you were working you part-time, you only get a part of it. Yeah, that's the way no, it works. You no, you don't get... No, I beg your pardon, you don't get... The, you know the extra payment, the, there's a name on it. I can't yeah, the family it. income supplement. That, no, no. This is, the, you know the 200, you know the once-off payments that they were get, giving? Oh you're, so, ta- oh, you're talking about the, the fuel or the, yeah. the credits? People on, yeah. on uh, the part-time, they call it, you know the X's and O's, you sign on and off. That's yeah, what yeah. I've been on for the last 20 years. So you don't, get, you don't qualify for that. I don't qualify for fuel allowance. Yes, I have the medical card, that's it. Yeah. I know, but you know, and you also don't qualify for a rent allowance or HAP because you own your own home. Correct. Yeah. So okay. Well, sorry. Just let me just get back to Stephen. Let Stephen finish what he's saying, please. Uh, sorry, Stephen. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say there about the um, like when you were saying about the other costs that are added in, the cost of the taxpayer. I mean, look, men don't go to the doctor as often as women. A medical card is not as valuable to a man as it is to a woman or a family or children. Mm. So all of these things actually do have different values. Of course. If you have a medical card but never use it, don't, don't like, you know, I'm not, I, 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 I had a medical card for years and I never used it. I'm not going to take that weight on my chest for mm. people saying, oh, you're taking from the taxpayer. No, I am not. Yeah. Um, I, I also would believe that anyone that uh, is a functional member of the labour market, like someone that can contribute to the labour market will. People don't want to sit in their hands if they're full of beans. But there are people some people who sit have, in their hands. There are people out there who, there, there are generations yeah, but, of people but, out there who don't work. Look at the percentage, Niall, of who that is. That's a very low percentage. I, I, I know it is, but, it's, but it might be a low percentage of the general population, but it's still quite a substantial amount of people. That you know, and you know as well, you know as well as I do, Stephen. There are housing estates around Ireland that have generations of people who know how to play the system, who live on social welfare and live off social welfare. But those housing estates, if you if you were to isolate them and get the unemployment rate, it, it wouldn't be too far higher 
than what it is now. No, there's. I, I, only, I only read recently, I'm not going to mention the housing estate, the particular housing estate in Limerick, where there's 85% unemployment. That's Allegedly. That's there, there, there's there's a handful of those estates in Ireland. There's a handful of those. Mm-hmm. We can't we right. can't level that across the board at everywhere. The, the unemployment no rate proves. There for... No. The, the, the unemployment rate no. proves. Yeah, sorry, Stephen. Go ahead. Continue. You're okay. The, the, the unemployment rate has repeatedly proven that when, when there's when the job market is quite is doing quite well in Ireland, that the Irish work. The, if you, if you point at the outlier every time. You know that those are those no, no. I'm, I'm not pointing at the outlier because it, there's nothing we can do about the outlier. They're always going to be there. But here's the argument. The real argument is how much should you keep increasing social welfare? Because what you're doing is by increasing it, and I'm not, I'm not having a go because I know how difficult it is for people to live on welfare. You're you're putting people more and more into a trap of saying it's not worth my while going to work. And I know people well, in that I, situation. I, 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 I can give you an, a straight answer to that, Mike. Uh, flat increases of payments. Uh, by by different governments on on you know when whenever they feel like it, do not do not help anybody because we have an inflation based market. It's a percentage increase based economy. So we should just increase the payment without question along the lines of inflation automatically, and that way the argument is finished. And we should and we should also increase people's wages. By the way, with the cost of living, that should we used to have when I was young. When I, my first job, I worked in a record shop. Um, many, many, it was 1980 or whatever it was, right? And I remember at the time, you know, every year we had a thing called the National Wage Agreement. I don't think you remember that, Stephen. Yep. But it was, yeah, it, yeah. yeah, the National Wage Agreement. So every year your wages went up with inflation, 2%, 3%, 1%, whatever the, the, the inflation rate was that particular year. The unions would all demand that every employer put the wages up by that amount of money. And it happened every year. And then they abandoned the mid-80s or 90s for some reason. I don't even know why. And I thought that was an excellent The union idea. sold out back then, yeah. Well, probably, the, yeah. the unions are gone now. They're, they're gone. They're just staying. But, that, but that's they're the way it should staying. be. So the, so this year, the inflation rate is, what, between 8 and 9%. So everybody's wages should have gone up by 8 or 9%, because essentially we've all taken a pay cut in the last two years by 8 or 9%. Well, well let, me, let me just say, to correct that, Miles, anyone, anyone below the living wage should get that increase. I think, everybody, I, I, I think everybody should get it. Why not? Because, well, well, because I, you're I, entitled I, I, to I, it. Above that, Miles, Anything above that, mile, people are, are able to negotiate themselves because they're full-time employed, they're, they're in gainful employment. Well, I, I, think, I think your employer should be obliged by law to give you an increase once a year based on the inflation rate. I, I won't argue with that. But yeah. What I will say is the minimum, the minimum bracket, under living wage um, and uh, people on social welfare, should be increased automatically every year. No questions. Stop pointing at the outliers and your neighbours and being begrudgery. Everyone should get this along the way, and then we might start appreciating our country a bit more. Right should, now, should, there, should we go down the road of, I, I know America do it, uh, and you can argue for it and against it, it's called job fair. Some other countries do it too. So let's say you you lose your job, uh, and obviously the Minister for Social Protection is bringing in a new system in the next two years where you'll get up to 450 or a percentage of your wages, right? Uh, which is a good yeah. idea. And, and this is going down the job fair route. So the way the system works in America is you lose your job. Let's say you're on $600 a, uh, a week, right? You get $500 on the dole. Three months later, it goes down to $300. Six months later, it goes down to the basic minimum, which is maybe $150. Nobody can live on that. What they've found is before people get to the 150 they suddenly get a job. So in other words, you have a, a decreasing rate. It, it weans people off the system in a quicker pace. I, but I it means everybody that. has to work and it means basically you can't be on the dole for 20 years. 
or 15 years or 10 years for that matter. I, I, I do agree with that, Niall. I absolutely do. But look, I'll give you, I'll give you my example. Uh, my mother was chronic, unemployable. She kept trying to get jobs, but she, she had mental health issues. She, she, had, uh, she, she, she was diagnosed with schizophrenia when she was younger. And all her life, she suffered with, you know, bouncing from job to job. Uh, you know, very argumentative person. Apply yourself. And, right. Uh, I, I do think there are people out there like that. And perhaps, but she, know, Well, yeah, but somebody uh, like her maybe should be on disability rather than job seekers. More than likely, Niall, but yeah. a lot of this goes undetected. And, and, and that very small percentage of unemployment mm. that we have now in this economy, I would say there is grounds for those people who, who, who are long-term and, and have those type of patterns to just be left alone. We shouldn't be targeting these people. You know, like, let's... Yeah, but you can't just ignore it either. You can't just ignore that there's a cohort of people who are not working and just constantly just taking. You can't ignore that well, either. A, a, That's co- a, a cohort of people, Niall, would, would, would indicate that, that, that it's an epidemic. It's not. And and whenever whenever the economy grows or, or gets better again, so you know when we have, like, recessions yep. and, and booming economies, mm-hmm. whenever it booms, we all get back to work, and there's that small percentage that doesn't. Okay, well, well, do me a favor. Just stay there just for a second. Let me just go to John as well. John, hi, how are you? Well, Noel, and well, Radio Land, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon to you too, John. My little angry question. Sounding like a man now on RT1 Radio. What do you call him? (laughs) For those who have never heard John before, he's affectionately known as the angry (laughs) Christian. Uh, John, okay, John, I mean, you've heard Sandra. questioning Christian. Okay. questioning Christian. Uh, you've heard Sandra, you've heard Stephen talking there. They believe there should be an increase in payment. Sandra's been unemployed for a, a seri- you know, reasonably serious period of time. And Stephen said we shouldn't be picking on minorities or small amount of people and we should be focusing more so on getting people jobs, etc., etc. Okay, Sh- should we increase the uh, social welfare, the basic base rate? Well, I'm slightly um, uh, confused at your, uh, your discussion today for the simple fact that are you talking about social welfare recipients or are you talking about increases? No, well, we're talking because about, inc- we're talking about, about job seekers specifically. Okay, because if you're talking about increases in any sector, it doesn't matter whether it's social welfare, it doesn't matter whether it's housing, whatever the case, mortgages and all the rest, any increase that this government, and I think it's to do with the Green Party, wasn't it? That yeah, well, the Green Party suggested back, yeah, about three or four months ago, they, they yeah, want to increase anything it. To do with, anything to do with the Green Party or <laughs> Leo, uh, Martin or Ryan, this is all European money. That the taxpayer is going to pay back. No, it's not your. No, no, it's not your money. No, it's not. No, no, no. Hang on. We on from that is your liberal agenda being pushed more on the Irish. Now, now you're talking to your whole now. Okay, so okay, okay, it's not. It's not European money. We. I just have a different view of it. That's well, all. No, hang on. We have a budget surplus. We have a surplus of money. We can afford it. If the government wanted to give a thirty or forty euro increase tomorrow to everybody on job seekers, they could well afford to do it because we have a surplus of money. No, no, I'm not suggesting we should squander that either, Niall, by the way. Niall, it's buying the votes of the Irish people today, pure and simple. Any increase that the government, the Green Party or anybody else puts out there, between, let's be honest, I mean, there's an, a general election, what, next year? Next year, so, yeah. I mean, Local elections, very June. Yeah. Now, yeah. yeah, they're going to be putting everything now out in the uh, public domain. You know, we'll give you this and we'll give you that. A year ago, they wouldn't give you the steam of their own piss. I mean, at the end of the... I'm sorry for being crossed there now <laughs> in the middle of the day, but you know what I'm like anyway. But the fact of the matter is, they wouldn't have gave you nothing a year ago. And now, because they mightn't get back into power, 
they're going to promise the, the sun, moon, and stars. Yeah. I don't buy it, Niall, and I wouldn't buy any increase. Yeah, no, look, I, 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 do, I, do, I do agree with you in relation to that. I think Stephen is not a fool either. He's well aware of the fact that you're going to see lots of kite flying, as they call it, between now yeah, and the middle of next absolutely. year before the election comes. And you're going to be promised, I, I, I imagine, Stephen, you're well familiar with I that. I think about the Green Party, Niall. I mean, well, the Green Party you, desperately you know, needs your votes. Desperately needs your votes. No, it's not that. Think about the Green Party. They want to get all this, uh, you know, climate change bullshit into Ireland, left, right, and centre, and the people to pay for it. So, what they were so naturally, one of them, probably Eamon Ryan himself, came up and said, no, actually, no. I don't think the Green Party would. Uh, just, uh, just a quick one, good, quick prediction there, Stephen. Do you think the Green Party will actually get into government ever again? You talk to me or Yeah, yeah, you, Stephen. I'm asking, you're good at predicting things. Do you think the Green Party will ever get into government again? Let me say this. I don't think they should. And I think that, I, I know there's a, a culture war going on at the minute. But let me let me just put a call out to, I, I'd, be, I'd be considered right wing. I want to put a call out to the far left as well and say we need to put these Greens to the sword because they're destroying this country. And and if we can put the Greens to the sword and may they never write They're again, the bully in the country. We'll, we'll, all, have done, we'll all have done bullying. the country a favour. Yeah, well, they only got 3%, was it even 3% of the national vote the last time? The only reason that they're in government was because Fianna Gael and Fianna Fáil needed them to form a government. That's the only reason they're there. No other reason. But Not because the people wanted them there. Noel, can I get back there for a minute? Yeah. Because I know you're kind of cut for time and all the rest of it. But the fact of the matter is, the only reason the Green Party is coming up with this, they know they want to push all this shit that they're pushing with green renewable energy and all the rest. And they're going, okay, somebody in the Green Party said, right, well, let's offer the unemployed, the people, the vagrants of society today, extra money, and you know what? They'll pay for us. Or the vagrants of society. Why, <laughs> well, why are the unemployed the vagrants of society? <laughs> well, God only knows what you think of the unemployed, because at the end of the okay, day... Okay, but would you, you know, if you were in power, John, very quickly, if you were in power, would you increase in this budget in October? Today. Okay, but if you were in power and in October, would you increase social welfare rates? No, because again, it's, it is going to be extra money from Europe and there's no way I would be beholden to Europe on anything, period. Mm, right, okay. Well, I, well I, I, don't, I, I don't buy your argument that the money is all coming from Europe. I, do, I know we get a lot of money from Europe, but this particular money is part of our own deficit. Um, stay there for a second because I want to go to Nikki as well. Nikki, hi, how are you? Not too bad, Niall, how are you? Good. Nikki, do you believe Job Seekers Allowance should be increased? <coughs> <coughs> Um, it's a bad cold. I don't know. No, nothing. Hmm. Like, like in a, in a, in a way, yeah, I do because you know the cost of living in this country is insane. But then, like, I I I kind of get it at the same time. You know, where people are like kind of hesitant about it, but hmm. you know, just from the increase that they gave there, what was the last year, the twelve euro? Yeah, like it really doesn't do anything. No, you might as well no. increase the 50, sure, it doesn't make any difference because the cost of living no. is so expensive. The whole point is people should be, who are unemployed, should be getting a job. This, this whole country, though, is, is expensive to live in, whether you have a job or not. I agree with you. You know? It's a disaster. Like I've been on both sides of... of oh, well, I don't live, I don't live in Dublin anymore. I, I couldn't afford to live in Dublin. And I'm no, on a, I had to a move, good wage. I had to move out of Dublin. Yeah. And originally, I lived, I've, I was born and raised in Dublin, lived in Dublin all my life. And I had to leave, I had to move from, uh, I was living in town, and I had to move from town down to literally a little village in Wexford, in the back arse of nowhere, where I had no public transport, no nothing, 
you know, they even, while we were living there, they closed down the only post office that was in the village and we then had to walk two kilometres to the next one. But you know, in saying that, at least it's affordable. No, it is. You know, it, it was within walking distance, but for a lot of people, you know, they, know, they, yeah. they aren't bothered. But so you know? you're, you, the point you're making today is that you're kind of angry because you're trying to make ends meet and get no help. And you feel that people on welfare are always being blamed as well. And, and by the way, it mentions on my screen that at one point you were homeless. I am. Well, I'm kind of in the middle of I am in a place at the moment now where I am not on. Technically, I'm not on any core social welfare payment. I'm receiving supplementary welfare allowance because uh, I'm uh, I was diagnosed two years ago with postnatal depression and I've been on a lot of. I'm oh, sorry, that. Ever since. Yeah, that could be it's that could okay. be very difficult. Um, that would be very difficult. Oh, yeah. it is. It yeah. really is. Now you know what I mean. And then, like for a long time, I didn't have my medical card, so I was going over and trying to pay for the doctor, which in Wexford, from where I was living, you know, to pay for the doctor was fifty euro, and then just to get into doctor was fifteen euro one way and fifteen euro back. And you not get a medical so, card? Um, no. I, d- I have a medical card now, oh, okay, but I okay. didn't at the time. Okay, you know, yeah. I you know I was I was on the social welfare, getting a lesser amount because at the time I was in a relationship, so we were co- cohabiting or whatever. So we were getting a lesser amount than that, and and at the time, you know. But when we were living in Wexford, um, or when I was living in Wexford, we were private renting, and we were told by our landlord that we could apply for HAP, and all of us were working. So they said to us that once you're under a certain amount of money, whether it's, it's 34,000 or think, not, yeah, 34, yeah, yeah. You, you can apply for it. Now, whether you'll get it or not is a different story, but Absolutely. you can apply for it, Yeah, you know? So it's not just people on the social welfare, it's people on, it's anybody okay. can apply for it. Whether you'll get it or not, I don't know. But and, and are you doing any work at all yourself at the moment or...? Or are you at the managing? moment, I am working on trying to get my mental health sorted out. Good. Well, I mean, do you know what? Because I always say this to you people, know, when I, you're suffering from depression, and, and by the way, I don't have any understanding of what you're going through, and everybody's a little bit different in the way they do with Niall, depression. up until two years ago, neither did I. I've never yeah. had depression in my life. Yeah. Well, so, do you know what I always too. find? And I've gone through it myself, typical time, you know, mm-hmm. and, and depression. And I find mm-hmm. work, throw yourself into work. I always find it's the best way of dealing with these things. Now, some people would disagree with me, I know. But I think it keeps the mind occupied. My, my only thing with that, Niall, is because I have thought about doing it that way. I was like, maybe it'll keep me distracted. But I don't want to be one of those people that, especially knowing with the way my depression is and that it varies from day to day on how good I feel. Like today is a particularly okay day. Like I, mm. I woke up and I don't feel like the whole world is falling in around me. But, yeah. you know, on the days that I do wake up feeling like that, I don't want to keep ringing into an employer saying, oh, I can't come in today, my depression's very bad. Yeah. And then not only am I trying to put myself into work, I'm then trying to give them my time, which I can't actually give them. So not only am I fucking them around, I'm fucking myself around as well and then putting a black mark on my CV. Yeah, so we all, we all handle, like, I, I'm sorry to go off the topic slide, but we all do handle depression very differently. And, and what's good for one person might not be good for somebody else. So I, I don't want to be given, no. I know there's a numerous amount of so-called celebrities that they're giving people advice on depression and they're not even qualified to do it. I can just tell you what no. I did. And when I went through a really yeah. difficult time through a divorce, I remember there were days that, you know, you just don't want to be there in this planet. Oh, um, but still, but, but still, I went in and did a radio show every single day and every single night. But I felt when I mm. went into that studio and closed the door, 
that nobody mm-hmm. could hear me and nobody could get at me. And and I actually I was quite happy in there on my own in that little studio, even though I was listening, even though thousands of people are listening to me, I was quite happy just in there. You know, I what I was thinking in my head on my own, was <laughs> which I wasn't on my own. You know, but but hang on, so we're going off the topic a little bit, and I hope that by the way that improves for you. By the way, Nikki, I really do. Uh, sorry, let me go to Maureen as well. Uh, Maureen, hi, how are you? Hi, Niall, how are you? Uh, Maureen, I think we've all gone through a bit of depression at some point in our lives now, so let's not ponder too much on the depression. We could come back to it another day, actually, because it's really interesting to talk about. But in relation to um, social welfare payments, and uh, should the base payment be increased? Oh, God, yes, definitely, without a doubt. Mm. How much? No, How much? Like by by because to, to to keep up with the cost of living, you'd need to go up thirty or forty quid. You know what I mean? More than more. But that's yeah, what, yeah, but you can't keep increases. Have a, have a decent, have a decent life. Well, hang on a second. So it's 200, you were saying it's 220, that's the, the flat which you're getting, but yep. people are forgetting what comes out of it. Mm. So by the time my rent would, would have been taken out of that, in my hand I would get 189 euros. I now get 185 because another rent increase. That's what I live on a week, 185 euros a week. I've applied for disability, got turned down the first time because I was told I wasn't bad enough in what all the reports were in from nobody that never saw me. An appeal again is pending. But can somebody tell me how you're supposed to live a decent life, 185 euros a week? Because you, the minute I get that, do you get anything else? Okay. The meter. Nothing, nothing, Niall, nothing whatsoever. The flat, that's what I get in my head. No, 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 I'm asking you, do, 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 do you get like a fuel allowance? A fuel allowance in winter, we, I okay. would get the price of a bag of coal. Right, okay. One bag of coal. That, where's that going to go? And then I, I'd end up having... By, by, no, I know, I'm boring. I don't know how you could live on 185 quid. Well, I do. Yeah. I do. And do you smoke? I mean, that's that's for me. Like, I never see new clothes, okay? Or anything like that. Because mm. I can't afford them. It's all charity shops, and thank God for them. Other than that, as the man said, you wouldn't have a drawers to your arse. Only for the charity shops. And do you ever I go... Do you ever... Right the situation too. Do you ever go hungry? I have done when I've run out of money. I know my daughter's up the road, but I'm the type of person I like. I don't inflict my problems on family because that's the worst thing you can do, actually. Yeah, see, Stephen, sorry come back to you there, Stephen, and I know you're hanging on there. Um, when I listened to Maureen, who I've spoken to for many years, a very genuine type of person, 185 yep. quid, my heart goes out because I don't know how someone could live in 185 quid. I just I don't know how you could do it. And that's well, true I, 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 my parents are uh, St. Mary's. I wouldn't mm. put a line on Sorry, Stephen. I do, have to, I do have to say, this is why I'm saying that we can avoid these problems if it all automatically increases with inflation. There's no argument then. I, 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 and and uh, I know Maureen is great to talk on the radio and all, but I, I'm sure we all would like to see nobody on the radio complaining about these things. And, and, I, and I think when, when we've gone through, like, look, I'm 34 now. I, I've gone through years of listening to radio stations of people having the same argument over and over. We can do this with the stroke of a pen, lads. We just need to get the right people in to do it. I'm not going to say who they are, but we need people who go in and do very progressive things with the social welfare allowance. And I'm going to say again, it should increase automatically with inflation. Yeah, well, let's say that because Billy, I I just want to go to Billy before I finish. Billy, hi. No, how are you keeping? Good. No, there's 4.3% unemployment in this country at the moment. 3.8% actually. Up to June. Three point eight. Beggar, beggar pardon. The, yeah. the, the figure I had is, is old. So three point eight percent unemployment, and employers are still crying out for for employees. 
Why are we talking about increasing social welfare if there's jobs? Because there? Ma- Maureen, for example, she's the, the, Maureen. Maureen and the, the lady who are on before you are, are unique cases. That is not the, they're the, not, they're the, not the bulk of. That they're, well, they're not the bulk of the of the job seekers allowance um, claimants. No. Um, I, I, if I if I heard you correctly, this is about job seekers it allowance. Is. Mainly, yes. increasing and mainly increasing job seekers allowance. Mm-hmm. If job seekers allowance is going to be increased, um, like when there's when there's demand for workers in the economy, that's ridiculous. People like Maureen and the lady who was speaking um, before Nikki. about depression and things like that, Nikki, that that those are those are circumstances that need to be treated differently to core job seekers allowance. But why are we giving people? who in some cases refuse to work. And I've heard you quote before about the time that you were an employer and had a girl show up to sign a certificate to say that she'd been to an interview. Yeah, smoking outside. Didn't, yeah. didn't, want, didn't want to work. So why are, we, why are we rewarding people who do not want to work, who sneer, and I, I've been sneered at for being in full-time employment before. People have asked me, what are you doing working? The, 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 the state will give you a house. The state will give you this. The state will give you this. That only works as long as there's taxpayers in the market to pay for this stuff. So why are we rewarding people with increased job seekers allowance when there are jobs <coughs> out there to be filled? Stephen, uh, I'd like a chance to respond to that there. Yeah, uh, go ahead, Stephen. That's okay. So, uh, I don't think referring to an increase of a payment in line with the economy as a reward. We're not asking for anyone to get more in, in what, let's say, the inflation would allow. Uh, we have to remind ourselves that the inflation over the last five years or so has been 16.9% cumulative. And very little increase has happened in the social welfare. So we've heard of the cost of living crisis. Who's the most affected? The people at home listening to the ESB meter ringing while, the ch- while, while children are looking for new clothes. These are not rewards. The, 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 these are what's known as social protections. I completely agree with the concept of social protection. However, there is a cohort of people out there that are yeah. refusing to work and, and giving them additional when there are jobs out there for them to fill would be rewarding people who do not want to go out and work. What percent of the 3.8% are refusing to work? I, I'm not sure. As, as, I, as I gave the example, Niall has, has spoken many times on the radio on the podcast about people who have shown up who have been directed by the Department of Social Protection to go and find work to get a letter signed, obviously without any intention of 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 going of going and doing uh, mm-hmm. going and doing a day's work. So you know, and and unfortunately, well, see, uh, uh, yes, unfortunately, I, I want to interrupt you there. See, when we say the three point eight percent, Stephen, that doesn't cover everybody who doesn't want to work. Like for example, there was an audit done uh, in relation to disability allowance. Uh, there was a large one done in the UK where they took half of the people who were on disability actually off it. The same goes here. I know a lad, for example, who hurt his back inverted commas on the docks twenty years ago. He's on disability. There's nothing wrong with him. He's out pulling paving stones up in his garden every day of the week, fixing his garden. There's nothing wrong with the chap. So he's been on disability for twenty years. So there are people There's playing. There are people playing the system. There are people out there who well, are who are on who are drug addicts who are on well, disability. Job seekers allowance, not disability allowance. Though. No, but so, what I'm no what I'm saying is there's people who are clever who are not on job seekers who should be, but they're on another allowance because they've managed to squeeze their way onto it. I'm not talking about Maureen. Maureen could squeeze her way on if she could, but that she's doing it for the right we reasons. We can't do anything about lawyers, Niall, but we can catch them out maybe. And like, like I said to you the other day as well on the radio, that that we should uh, we should actually expect um, 
like companies like Infio who we pay to screen this for us. We're, 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 we're just the members of society and we, we rightfully gripe about it. But I don't think we should punish, let's say, um, a single mother with four kids uh, on, on the low bracket of society, which is a social welfare payment. Look her in the eyes and tell her, listen, John... But she'd be on a loan parent allowance. She wouldn't be on... We'll say a mother with three kids who's living in a house or maybe even her boyfriend's cohabiting with her or whatever. She wouldn't be on job seekers. She'd be on a loan parent's allowance. And, and there she'd, you go. Be, she'd, be, of, she'd be likely getting the, the council house and medical card and child benefit to go with those children as well. There's, so that's there's other that's ways not part of the 3.8%. So the 3.8%, you know, Stephen, are the people who are not in those circumstances of disability or lone parent or any of those kinds. They're the ones who are just not working. Even if that's even them are viable for the, for the labour market, I, I, would, I would argue very few. These people in jobs will, will bounce from job to job because they're, they're just not cut. Well, then say the it. Well, okay, so, so in other words, there are individuals out there who are wasters. Are you familiar with the Henry Ford 9 to 5 thing? Yes, absolutely. But Henry Ford back in the day brought in the 40-hour work week. And it yeah, was a bane five days to everyone's yeah. existence. And it doesn't actually suit the oh, no, everyone. No, I, in and the, by the way, the I completely range. agree with you. Hold on the topic. We'll do it another day. I imagine in the next 10 years we'll all move to a four-day working week. Uh, because we need to get a we need to get a work life balance. We shouldn't be working to live. We should be living. I, to I work. think that three point eight percent will be well served with a four day work week. Absolutely, but but the, I, but the problem I think Billy's making the point is there are individuals in society who are wasters, and he doesn't. And, and just he, to make just to make another another point on that, there are individuals in society who are not wasters. Take the take the eight hundred people in the centre who have been made redundant in the last last week, a lot of them would be on a yes. wage that would be higher than the industrial average, may have mortgages, car loans and other things yeah. that, that they and have to pay. And now they are automatically on to the job seekers benefit, which is, I'm not sure, is it 220 a week? Like there, there should be a graduated scale. Of well, that is coming in. Billy, that is coming in in the next two years. That it'll be up to a hundred, up to four hundred and fifty as a percentage of wages. So that it, is coming it, in. It's 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 two years away, but it should it yeah. should be there already. And you know, the the graduated scale should probably apply for people who are longer term unemployed, where you know, if you're unemployed. Um, okay. Well, well, just well, just very quickly before I finish, because Maureen, Maureen, I, yes. I absolutely empathise with your situation, and we all do because we all listen to you every day, and we kind of know you, right? But in saying right. in saying that. There are a lot of people who are not like you, you know, and I know you've applied for disability and I, I know the reasons why, but I won't go into that on the air. That's your own business. But the thing yeah, about, you. I, I, and you should be getting disability from what I know, you should be getting disability. I should. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So you shouldn't <laughs> be in a situation. But for people who Billy is describing, who are people who are permanently unemployed, who live off the system, who know. And I spoke to Stephen about it. And although Stephen doesn't necessarily agree with everything I say. There are housing estates around this country where there's a kind of 80, 90 percent unemployment of generations of people who play the system. Oh, I know that. Well, look, I, I look in the town I'm in, look, I see them myself mm. when I'm out and about. If I have to go when I, you know, go around to get my few bits and pieces, I see them. They come from the pub to the betting shop and back from the betting shop to the pub. And I stood looking at a few of them one day going, how in the hell are you doing that? Who'd give them a job? You know, but I'm saying, how how are you doing it? Like, how are you the money? And I see them as well, and I can't understand either how people are even running cars on this money, even if they're just well, doing the house. But that's because they're not just. They're not working. But that's because they're not just getting. But 
But Dar- it's it's very. I don't know how they do it now because they're, because they're getting cash jobs on the side. On that night. Yeah, the d- last time I was on holiday was two thousand and two thousand and four. That's because there are people who are claiming a payment and getting cash jobs on the side. Sorry, Stephen. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah. I'm just going to kind of address Maureen's issue there. With 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 like I have the, I'd have the same gripe as you, Maureen. Right? I, I, and and uh, I forget the other gentleman's name there. Billy. Um, we all have the gripe again. This small section of society for let's say squandering what I will say is a small amount of money in comparison to let's say what what everyone else has who are working. Um, but it is on the taxpayer yeah. dime. But here's the other side of that argument. In England, they've tried to tackle that issue. And what they're doing now is they're issuing, issuing social welfare cards that, that they're like debit cards. They can pay for certain oh, things. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, they block, mm. but they block certain things. Would you agree with so that, by the way? Uh, I, I, by the way, they do, they, I, I've talked about this on the air before. You know, so in other words, you can use the card, but you can't use it in a bookie shop. You can't use it abroad. You can't use you can't it for alcohol. You can't play fags with it. I, I think that's ridiculous. I, I think if we, if we are so... Uh, begrudgery to people going in maybe placing a bet right uh, of a Friday uh, with, with let's say a 10 or 20 euro of their social welfare payment if we're that observant of these people in their lives what 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 do they get to say to us in our lives we can't I do but, no, but the, the, the thing the yeah, thing about it is yeah, well, well hang on just one, one at a time so just let Billy respond no, to that just... sorry Billy go the, ahead the thing about it is Graham oh. if, if someone's on social welfare and is going into a bookies they're, they're betting with your money for, as a taxpayer, they're betting on my money as a taxpayer. That money is meant as a social safety net. What, what is what is what is social safety about going to the bookies? Yeah, I, I, I don't particularly, Stephen. Like, I kind of completely agree. Maybe you disagree with me too, but I don't want somebody getting social welfare, which is there as a protection, you know, to help feed them, clothe them, and you know, and basically to keep them in good stead till they get a job. I don't want them going into a pub and pissing it against the wall. Let me just be clear. Let me just be clear. I don't want them doing it either. But the trade-off is the government. Um, goes into their lives and decides what they can buy and what they can do and how long is it before it comes into our lives. This is the same... Well, they're, do, the they're same doing that, by the way, in Australia as well. They do it in Australia. They're doing it in some states in America where you cannot spend the money out of state, say, for example, in America, which I don't believe is a bad idea. If you had a card system, I mean, and you can't spend it outside Ireland, at least we're keeping the money we're giving you in the economy. Sorry, Maureen, very very quick. Well, hang on, I have to, I have to move on. Maureen, just very quickly, I have to wrap it up. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, no, no, and when I was saying about the ones where I see going out to the betting shop, it's not just Friday. It's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, oh, no, Thursday, every day. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I often wonder where they get a job. I, I used to see two lads in a nightclub I worked in. There was a bar attached to the nightclub, and there was two lads who sat at the bar all day, and the barman was telling me they were both on the dole unemployed, and he said, yet the two of them were putting away about 10 pints each a day sitting at the bar. And I'm going, they're alcoholics. I said, how are they doing that? He says, I don't know. Don't know. He said, wife at home, kids at home. And he says, and the two of them sit here at the bar all day. And he said, between the pair of them, they're putting 500 quid behind the bar. And I said, I don't know how they're doing that. But they're on the dole. Anyway, thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Maureen. Thank you, Billy. Uh, lots and lots of texts, by the way, coming in. Um, Will says, uh, how about a 20% increase in pay for working people to try to catch up on inflation? Give people that choose not to work vouchers for food. No cans, no fags, no hash. Chris says, universal social credit system. They want us uh, dependent on the state. Agenda 2030. You will all own nothing and be happy. The Great Reset. Digital slave world. That's a whole other topic. And maybe I'll cover that someday. The great, what they call the Great Reset. Or this idea of you will own nothing and be happy. 
Anyway, Thomas Corkin says, introduce a living wage of 15 euro an hour in line with the cost of living. Cut the bullshit out. People are not going to work in these jobs that pay crap wages. No doubt the business representatives will continue to compare the cost like they always do. It's survival of the fittest. There is less incentive for people to work nowadays. Uh, Bobby says on Twitter, we have a culture of people over here in Ireland that slaughter cattle according to their laws, uh, which we never hear about. Uh, if people want to know what they do to kill the cattle, go online. It happens in Ireland. Where's the animal rights groups? What, Bobby, I have no idea why you're bringing cattle into it. Anyway, I'm sure, by the way, Bobby, do you have a steak every now and again or a burger? Well, then you're responsible too. And I'm quite happy for that, by the way. I love a steak. And says, plenty of ads for jobs. No need to increase job seekers allowance. Just answer the ads. In other words, get a job. Somebody else says, no job seekers, no. Uh, there's plenty of jobs out there in the country. Other social welfare payments, yes. Somebody else says, this country is becoming a proper jolly state. Loads of work out there, says Gary. Uh, anything for the working person? Obviously not. Yeah, people want to know why they're not increasing the wages. And I believe there should be a national wage agreement. If I was running the country, I would make sure there's a national wage agreement that every year, everybody working in the country, and I mean everybody, from the high paid to the low paid, gets an increase of a percentage of their wages based on the cost of living. That's the way it has to be. And employers should just suck it up. If you can't afford it, you should be running your business. Simple as that. Because any employer out there listening to me now who's paying their staff minimum wage, hang your head in shame. I There's nothing worse than, you know, a shop, say, for example, where you know all the staff are on minimum wage and the boss rocks up in his Mercedes to do the books or collect the money or pay the staff on a Friday or whatever the hell it is. You should be ashamed. Absolutely ashamed of yourself because what you're doing is you're using people. So employers listening today, if you're paying the minimum wage, you should be absolutely ashamed of yourself. Would you live on it? Bet you wouldn't. Um, Just some more, more of your comments. Oh, I think I've read out most of those comments. Oh, hell, let me just read out a few more of them here just so I People on disability allowance and pension should be increased most times. They can't work, but not job seekers. Uh, because it's called job seekers for a reason. You're meant to look for the work and there are plenty, plenty of it out there. If they increase it, then they need to increase minimum wage and give worker more benefits because it'll soon be better uh, to be uh, on the job seekers than actually working at all. And somebody else says as well there, what's the point in increasing job seekers? All it does is discourages those who are sitting on their holes all day from not going out and getting a job. Thank you for all your comments, by the way. Don't forget, you can comment at any time at 085 and thank you for everybody for getting involved in the show today. Don't forget, by the way, if you see the link for the show anywhere or any of the shows, please share it on Facebook, share it on Twitter, retweet it or re-exit as they call it nowadays, repost it. Or on Instagram. On any of our accounts, please share it with your friends. Let your friends know that we're on every day between 12 and 1 o'clock or thereabouts. It's actually 10 past 1 now, but it doesn't matter. That's the whole great thing about podcasts. There's no restriction. And remember, we're Ireland's only fully interactive podcast. We have people on Zoom, we have video, we have graphics, we have people on the phones. We do it all, and we do it all ourselves. We're the only live, fully interactive podcast in this country. Others may claim they are, but they're not like us. So please, support us. And you can support us very easily by going to the subscription button, which is just up there on Twitter, a fiver a month. Uh, that's the price of a cup of coffee, to help us continue to do what we're doing. Also, you can register on the website. Unfortunately, the registration is not working right now, but it will be by the end of this week. 
So we will have that sorted out for all those people who said they will do it through the website. We'll have it sorted out for you this week. All right. Until then, thank you very much indeed for joining in. Have a great day. And I shall be back with you again on Monday at 12 o'clock. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085 100 2255. The Niall Boylan podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms. 